Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Morgan's Farm to Table Studios, we bring you today's edition of The Howl. Morgan's Farm to Table is located on County Road 42 and Nicollet in Burnsville. Taste the difference, award winning. The Howl would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics on everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com, as well as Podium, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. I am the half rack of ribs of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron McPick 2 Groshong, the producer of the show. And usually to my left, but not here with us this evening, is Rob Happy Meal Hess. He is the jack of all trades for the program. In the first quarter, we catch up with Dwynell Rowland, who makes his second appearance on The Howl to talk his new album coming out June 1st, as well as a little basketball trash talk. Second quarter is our talker segment, where we have plenty of NBA and WNBA news to cover. On this episode, our featured artist is, for obvious reasons, Dwynell Rowland. Third quarter one of The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. And tonight, we welcome back to the studio. He was on season two, episode six. Is that right, Aaron? You you dug in the archives to find it. I didn't need to dig into the archives. I remember it all <laughs> so well in the Den 1.0 studio. The original. Dwynell Roland back. Yo, yo. What's up, yo, man? Yo, yo. What's poppin'? What's good? How y'all doing? Yeah, man. Welcome back. Hey, man. Thanks. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. You've a been busy. Time. Trying. <laughs> Try, trying trying to trying to be 
cool, trying to be busy and keep insane as possible while being busy is kind of hard. Yeah, I think you have. You Going back, looking at when you first visited us, you know, we it got a freestyle in the Dan audio. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the unpopular Nobody dropped. Yeah. Dude, that was a sick album. And now you're back. Sophomore album is releasing June 1st. We're going to have some exclusive tracks played yeah, on tonight's show. This is going to be good. We got four tracks for you teed up, and you can look for these songs on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Control It will be airing nonstop on the channel playlist. Um, What do you want to get into? We got 13 tracks on the album. You've been working on it for a period of time. A long time. We got the artwork out there. It looks sick. Thanks. What do you want to get into first when we talk about this? I mean... We can get into what whatever you want. Ask whatever you want. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we can do controller. We can do any anything. Whatever works. Whatever works for you. Okay. Well, control it. It was going to be the first single released. Correct. And that is going on today. I mean, it's it's Wednesday here. The show is dropping. The song is out there. Um, the response from this song. We're gonna play it here in a minute. I'm looking forward to hearing it because this is going to be a first for me. I've been begging for the. I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go. Send a text. Where is it? I know, and, I know. You know, my bad. Man. We I'm get bad. it. You know, in between sending you the wrong address and everything. Too, uh, no. uh, oh, you to we're going to forget that call. happened. Hey man, we got here though. We here though. We here yeah. though. <laughs> so Kevin, let's uh, let's play that track for the listeners, and uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about control it here in a second on the Howl.
All right. There you go, guys. You heard it. Control it. Aaron, your thoughts. Control it. Whipping. <laughs> Man. Hey, right now, I was well, as we were listening, I said, this is going to be great at the live shows. You've been playing it at your live yeah. shows, yeah. and the crowds are just loving the bass. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun track. Um, yeah, it's fun to play. I It's it's fun to listen to. Um, and I just wanted to do something because I know a lot of the rest of the album is like pretty serious, pretty chill, pretty mellow. And I wanted to do something that was fun. And I thought, hey, this is this is fun. This is this is fun. This is it. So you're going to give them the 180, basically. This is the first single, Control It, off of Young Roland. The Young album. Roland. Young Roland. And then you're going to get all serious on it. Yeah. To a certain, I mean, to a certain point. I mean, a lot of it is actual serious. Um, but I, just, I, I did want to throw in something that was just very fun. And uh, not to, you know, not to have the mood super down all the time. So you have time. Control It produced by, it's Regal the Rare. Yeah. I, I really like. No, he's really good. This was nice. He's he's really, 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 really good. I'm always interested to hear when we have musical guests on, when you heard that beat, you know, how long did it take for you to kind of lock into like, you kind of framed it up and thought, hey, we have something that this could be album worthy. Because, you know. Let's face it. There's some tracks yeah. that just simply don't make it. Right. Um. I don't know. I I heard it. I listened to it. And I said, and they're showing me beats. I was like, nah. And anyone who's who's been in the studio with me, they know how I am. So when I hear a beat and I don't like it, I won't say anything. I just won't say anything. I'm just like, yeah. And then if I hear something, it takes like five seconds. And when when I when I heard the do do do. I was like, yo, stop, stop that, what's that? And he kept playing it, and I was like, yo. And then I just started Control. writing, and then that happened. Yeah, that feels that feels classic Roland for me. Like, that, like that. if I had, a like, a really good style for you, like, that for me, that's, like, your uptick. Because, like, I, that reminded me of Dude from the last time. Yeah. Don't you think? Or is yeah, I just no. kind of off base on that? No, bit? yeah, well, yeah, Dude, I mean, yeah, those are, like, the hype tracks uh, and even popular nobody was pretty chill actually besides what it's like two songs on mm-hmm. that that was pretty it was a dude and uh been here i think that was the pre up tempo everything else was pretty chill so you know i try to you know i try to incorporate as much of different sounds as possible and that's that's the one thing i like with this album um i even have like a poppy track on there a poppy track? Yeah, it's very poppy. Do we? Are we gonna play it on tonight's show? I mean, I can send it to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course we can do anything we want. Uh, but know. so I know, I know it. It varies from from beat to beat, but like in general, I mean, how long does it take you? Like from from the time you hear something you like to you know being ready to record it in the booth? Like two what's hours, your, hour to to actually write it. Yeah, hour and a half, two hours. Damn. That's efficiency right That's there. That's super efficient. Yeah, it depends on what I mean, how I really like it. Um, in the studio, especially in the studio, it's very quick for me. Um, but m- most of the time, I'm usually smoking hookah and writing, and it usually takes me about like around that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's this day and age in music when you're talking consumption is happening. 
in an instant. Yeah, it's, it's wild. You better be able to make some tracks fast. Yep. You know, and I got to be honest with you. There's a part of me that likes it because I love hearing new, new stuff. Music. Yeah. But then it gets a point where you're like overly saturated. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's the thing. That's why probably it took me a little bit longer with this. Then everyone's just like, "Yo, you haven't, you haven't. What's up? What's up? Where's, where's the tracks?" And I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of music, and I think this year is totally different from last year, just for a simple fact that I have projects that's happening. So it's like flooding the market like this year. There's gonna be a lot of music this year. Flood the market, man. The, the the market's open. That's that that's the plan. Lord knows it. So let's let's talk about we got we got a couple more tracks we're gonna get into. The next is down. Yeah. And this is the second track on the album produced by Student One. Shout out to Student One. And Shout my boy Coins. Yeah. You wanna play it, Kevin? Yeah, let's play it. Alright, let's play it. We're gonna come back. We'll talk about it. Enjoy this track. Dwine L. Rowland down. On Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel.
All right, there you have it. That is Down, produced by Student One. Student One. Man, that's that's a good beat, too. Like, it's just, it, it hits you in a completely different way than Control It. Like, it's kind of just that, like, that chill, that vibe, that, like, low-key. It's like, just... it like a musical hug right there. Yeah. I feel warm. <laughs> right? <laughs> fussy. Fussy. Nah. Yeah. Uh, down. Um. Down just came about, man. It was just one of those things. And let let me just say, uh, some of these tracks are old, some are new. So a lot of these tracks are not for me anymore. You know what I mean? So is this a new track this or is, an old track? This is old. That's old. I mean, a lot of this stuff is old. I, I recorded this stuff last year to two years. Mm-hmm. And... um. And this is just simply everything was based on the feeling that I was going through at that time. It's not it's not the same now. Um but like down and a couple of other tracks are totally just how I felt at the that moment in that time and now it's just like this is not for me anymore, this is for you guys. And if you can relate to it, um that helps. And I hope that works. Well, there's a part in this song you said you want to live the life you always dreamed to have. Is that something along something that? like that? Yeah. But I mean, now you got the city pages just announced. You know, uh, we got best rapper in Minnesota of the year. <laughs> you know, we got that going. So I mean, are you now living your best life here in 2018? Uh, I feel like it's it's good steps on to trying to get to that level. I feel like I'm not nowhere near close. Um. You know, you with those accomplishments and all that stuff like that. I mean, you you can only take it with a grain of salt. Even though it's a very big of accomplishment, don't I'm not trying to down yeah. down it. But but uh, no, it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like uh, you gotta look at the big picture of things. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's there's people who. Was this like a? Is this like an MVP award? You know what I mean, where you kind of like you get the accolade, but it's like the teams went into. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, I I look at it as uh, everyone says it's the you know the best the best rapper of, of the year award. I look at it as most improved because I mean I can respect that. Yeah. Because how, how I look at it is just like that's cool. But we still got more work to do. But it's good to know that someone in a lot of the city is just like, he's killing it. He's rising. He's the best. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it as uh, the most improved player. Some may look at it as as MVP. There you go. They're they're seeing the hard work, but you're not done yet. Nah, nowhere close. I mean, I'm I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. And that's why when people tell me, about this or talk to me about this i'm just like it's cool but it's i mean it's so much more work to do and i mean you can't you can't be uh content with that stuff and if you if i mean if you're content with with that and being like oh yeah duh, duh, just like dude what are you doing <laughs> like i don't know man i just i just have a different thought about it but i i love it and i'm happy that they chose me not don't get me wrong I'm just saying that there's more work to do, and you got to look at the bigger picture than just a small picture. 
No so, doubt. So are you saying that you'll be at the top of your game in due time? <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's I, a segue right there. I love this song. <laughs> I love this song a lot, but yes, to answer that question. But yeah, due time. Due time is <laughs> due time is about a song about my ex. Shout out to the hex. Yeah, yeah, because this probably might get spin a lot on the current, so that's that. So yeah, shout out to you. Uh, yeah. You still talk to the ex? I feel like there's like definitely some communication <laughs> going on definitely here. Definitely no communication. No communication, but we got okay. a song. Okay. Yeah, we have the song. The song does the talking. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I think we should play the play the track. I'm down for that. The people of Dash Radio want to hear. And this is uh, produced by P-Soul. Hey, he literally just won. Yes, he just, shout out to him. I just want to say, shout out to you, P-Soul, for winning that award. Uh, he produced the Question Mark song on the Extensions album. And he just got his billboard plaque. So nice. out of here. That's amazing. Nice. Two days ago. So just want to tell you, uh, congrats, Doc. All right, so this is Due Time, Dwynell Rowland. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and The Howl.
there you have it. Due Time, produced by P-Soul, Dwayne L. Roland, is still with us. Yeah. Man, that's that's another banger of a track right there. Like, Well, it's a vibe, man. Yeah. You know, when I listened to the, the music, it kind of gave me that, you know, Souls of Mischief, you know, Far Side. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah that, kinda, that yep. kind of vibe. You know, it was like you wanted to be out, you know, having a skate sesh out in Cali maybe on a nice summer day. You know, Malibu morning maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking when you are going through that track? Oh. Malibu morning. That's a good name for oh, there, uh, hey. for, a, for yeah. an album or you a track. You heard it here first. Was it? Malibu morning. That sounds nice. Sounds like a good EP. I'm gonna text. <laughs> I'm gonna text Travis that right now. Hit, hit up Novi. He's got the California out I'm, there. Right? Just just give the Howl a shout out on the album. Yeah, man. I'm gonna text Travis right now. <laughs> Malibu morning. Get on it. Uh, um, but no, man. So due time. Uh, that was just one of those. I don't know. I was just in my feelings at the time. I remember writing that at the hookah bar. And I was just like, yo, man, I just, I, I heard the beat and I was just like, dang, like, yo, this is dope. And I just started writing and that's what came out. But yeah, I was definitely in my feelings. I, I don't, I don't try to capture any moods. I just try to do with the mood that I'm in. And, uh, that was one of them was me in my feelings. That's okay though. And I was just like, yo, I want to, let's see what's popping. So I reached down in that, took that and, uh, then I feel like I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like I said uh, before, you know, these tracks aren't for me anymore. That really, to be honest with you, of the songs we listen to, very likely the most relatable because anybody that's kind of feeling that vibe, that's everyone. Yeah, you know. So I think your your audience is. I'm interested to see when the album drops June first what what everybody's kind of clinging to, <laughs> um, where they're vibing. Same. But you know what? That's all based on you know. What if your album drops and it's like a gray, rainy day? That's going to be a good track to listen to. Right. But if it's a hot, popping summer day, you're going to be listening to Control It. Right. You know, so yeah. the weather plays plays a you know impact on on that album release. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy. It and the thing and another thing is, um, I try not to have every track sound the same. I think that's the biggest thing that me and uh, the people that I work with, you know. The w- hints, all these producers. There's only I have so many producers on. There's a different producer throughout, you know, the tracks, and I just try. I don't like having the same sound. I can rap about the same stuff every single time, but I'd rather not. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you have a new, pro- a different producer on every single track. So I mean, besides just in, two, just innately, you're going to have a different feel. Yeah, really, and sound. And and, and, and and that's a big thing with me, man. I, if you really listen to my music, I try to really be diverse as possible with stuff. Like whether I can make control it or I can do due time or I can do go, which is the poppy track, um, down. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I just don't want to just make music that all sounds the same. Stuff is boring. And you did uh, you did go with uh, go ninety six uh, on air uh, Torna- tornado jelly yeah man that's my that's my brother he uh, <laughs> I, I I interact with him a, a pretty decent amount on Twitter I know uh, 
the last go show with uh, Run the Jewels that he was at. He was wearing this just super sick Atlanta Hawks like starter jacket. Okay, like that old Kevin school. Loves that stuff. Oh, I want I want that jacket. So hey man, bad. that's my brother. That uh, yeah, Jordan Jordan Jordan's my brother. Uh, he helps he helps me a lot. Straight up, he seems like a good dude. No, oh, yeah, that's amazing. But I, it, but it, it it mean it seems like you kind of that like those are the kind of people like you surround yourself with, like the the just right. the 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 good people like inside and out, and the ones that ultimately are gonna gonna help you down the road and. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I, you know that, and that's that's a big thing for me. It's just character as well. Uh, I've known Jordan since freshman sophomore year of high school, so this is before he was, you know, Tornado Jolly or Jordan <laughs> from Go or Jordan or, or or even intern Jordan. Way back in the day. yeah from KDWB and uh. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. Where I know him from. Yeah, it's... I interned. I interned for K Fan for about eight months, okay. and I think he was there. Yep, he was just wrapping up right around the time I started. So okay, because I was gonna say intern Jordan sounds super familiar. Yeah, intern Jordan. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. So yeah, and that's like that's my brother, and uh, he helps me a lot. And it's great to have him actually on this project. He always sends me beats and stuff. I'm just like, nah, man, I'm not gonna do it. Nope, 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 nope. And then he sent me one that we both didn't think that i would ever record to which is go and then the other one is um i know it's another mike barton <laughs> my bar is a funny story too uh we'll have to get that story next time or you want to tell it right now uh i can tell it that's yeah. fine um so we're here yeah Mike's know, right? are on. let's go mike barton uh so the actual song of mike barton is explaining how um my view of what was going on at the time when I was younger so for instance I was talking about drug dealers and uh just strippers so they were they were it they were that they were you know mm-hmm. that was the thing that was the you know they were getting money they were whatever and then long story short during my second verse, I flip it, and drug dealers are in jail or dead, and the strippers are now models, which is honestly a real thing because that's how it is now. <laughs> so it's funny to me. But and uh, and then at the end it says, uh, "Like I see you, the man. Uh, show me all your ways." So it's just like I was sitting on a bench. I just sitting there and seeing all this stuff. I was not never really into drug dealing and none of that. And now the second verse is just like, dang, you out here, you killing stuff. Show me all your ways. Like, what's up? And the funny part about that, which makes it funny, is Jordan sent me the beat, and the beat name is Mike Barton. Mind you, Mike Barton is some suburban white kid who went to Irondale. <laughs> it's the total opposite of the song. That's and it was irony. yeah, it was just <laughs> like, and how does he name his beat? So he's picking random. I guess him and him, him and Mike Barton was chilling uh, one night, and he just couldn't get a name, so he just named it Mike Barton and just sent it to me. And then that Aaron I just Groshan kept beat must be fire, <laughs> <laughs> right? Coming straight from the Ville, man. Yeah, yo, 
And yeah, so that's the story. It's just some suburban kid that is totally different meaning from the actual song. Man, we're getting all the deep details <laughs> we are. Of, of the album. Oh man, thanks for listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We got one more track tonight. Well, we have Dwayne L. Roland in the studio. Uh, this is his album release coming out June 1st. Young Roland. Young Roland. Get it. <laughs> Last track that we're going to talk about Brighter. Yeah, the only one with features on it throughout this whole entire project. The album that doesn't have features, only feature track. Yes. Let's go. All right, here we go. This is Brighter uh, featuring Mally and Dem Atlas. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and The Howl. All right, that's track number four, Brighter, featuring Mally and Dem Atlas. Yo. Dwynell. Hey. 
June 1st release date. Yes. It's coming, dude. It's two weeks from Friday. I know. I'm I'm actually really excited uh, about this just because uh, me and Aaron was talking earlier. But about how, what, who, who will actually like what tracks. Because it's a different mood for each track. Yeah. I, th- I feel. I feel, personally. But, I mean, it could be wrong. Probably because, I, I think don't you're know. Right. And, um, and I'm interested to see what clings on or what. I don't think it's going to be, like, an overall consensus track that someone, everyone's going to like. Probably due time. I, I may take that back. Probably due time. I think everyone will like due time but everything else is just a toss-up whether people well, there's, there's like something it or not. for every mood there's something for every and for, that's for everybody really like i mean everybody's gonna find something that they like on this album i hope <laughs> i <laughs> that's hope the plan when he made it i think right? <laughs> yeah, put on your spotify playlist and all that good stuff baby yeah let's talk about that so brighter we just listened to it anybody dialing in right now on the channel how can they consume your music are we talking spotify what how is this available can they go to the website buy this physical copy spot it so spotify itunes um spotify itunes apple music all streaming services i have it soundcloud uh i don't have physical copies with yet i'm getting that i'm, I'm trying to figure out something with that so that may be a little bit of a hold up uh but Everything else is very public as far as it's very easy. You type in Dwinell, D-W-Y-N-E-L-L, Roland, R-O-L-A-N-D, not W-R-O-L-A-N-D. So, nah, yeah, and everything is there. Uh, Twitter, if you can't find it, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Dwinell Roland, same thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy. I will say this. Um, I'm happy to be able to. To put out this project after so long. It's probably been two years. That song, Brighter, is two years old. So, that's... It's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. I think it's funny to me because it's just like... It's new to y'all, but it's old to me. So, I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> we Trust me, man. <laughs> we, we hear it a lot of time. Like A lot of our musical guys, they'll be like, Hey, I've been working on that song so much hearing it so often they don't even want to hear it they don't it, once it's done they'll never listen to it again yep. yeah it's 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 a pretty common theme to be honest with you but you know what i'm a music guy so i, you right. know, I can listen to something and you, here's the thing i could listen to something that i like now i could listen to it in five years from now as long as i'm in that right space boom yeah it's, exactly you know Unless it's that call me maybe crap that Kevin was playing earlier. That that's never good. <laughs> man, <when laughs> that song is when is never... Donald Glover dancing like that though? Oh, yeah, man. Like I don't know how that how that video fits perfectly with it. That's hilarious. I seen that. I was like, Good Lord, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. People have ta- too I'm, much time on there. Yeah, I'm talking about the yeah, I'm talking about the song over the Donald Glover video, not the actual Donald yeah, Glover yeah, the video. Actual, the actual, the actual video, video is amazing. amazing. Yep. When when are we hitting that level, production wise? Man, we're talking twenty twenty maybe. Man, someone I'll put like this: anyone who's listening and want uh, to budget Young Rolling, aka <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donnell Rolling, uh, yeah, man, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and one of those things. We'll talk. We'll talk business. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get into 
before we go, yeah. what's next in the summer of Young Roland? We got the rollout of the album June 1st. Yep. Do we have some shows, some concerts lined up? Um, what What's your summer looking like? Um, summer is actually pretty chill so far. Um, I mean, there's there's shows coming up and stuff, but it's 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 chill. Uh, you just finished with the Fulton Block Party, which was hey, which was nice. Shout out to Fulton. Yeah, man, the the people over there are great, and I'm sponsored by them, and I'm happy to be sponsored by them. Because I was pretty certain you were gonna bring us a 12 pack when when you showed up, but you know, instead we got a, a fresh album. Oh, bro, I, I got some in the car. What are you talking okay. about? Okay. <laughs> Kevin's got know. his shoes on. As you know. But, nah, yeah, man, Fulton, Fulton's great, and I'm happy to uh, be sponsored. I'm sponsored by Fulton. Uh, and for those who don't know, it's a Minneapolis uh, brewing company here, and it's they're great. They're amazing. And, uh, yeah, and honestly, and not just because I'm sponsored or anything, but honestly, those people are, the people over there are great, you know. And, yeah, it's uh, nice when you click and it all lines up. It's very organic. Like, even how that all came about is just organic. That's and, the best way. And so it wasn't nothing like, oh, hey, hey, Fulton, look here. Hold on, wait a minute. So, listen, hear me out. I got this. And it wasn't nothing like that. It was just we both, they saw me and they hit me up. And they were just like, oh, and it happened. It was great. It's great. I love the people, the people over there. Shout out to Fulton. Yeah. So what's the rest of the summer look like? It's chill, and then and then. It's, so I, I want to see how people are going to listen to this at a concert. I mean, where are we going to be at? It's it's very chill. Uh, so I'm. Are you in the I middle of booking stuff? And you yeah, can't tell yeah, me. I can't really That's say too much. But I will say though, the concerts that are being booked, it'll be very, very, very fun. Um, a lot of these tracks on this album will be played, and it'll be great. It'll be a different vibe. It'll be different things i don't know if anyone who's heard me or uh who's listening right now have seen me perform i try to have fun so it'll be fun uh but no the summer should be busy summer will be busy actually it should be it will be and uh you know we got this project and then we got another project coming up (laughs) well i think that's it i mean people just need to lock in to your social media accounts yeah stay in touch keep following you i can vouch for the live performance because that's what ultimately got me to trying to reach out to you last season of the mm-hmm. howl yep, yep, i yep. seen you at prof outdoors and i was like the energy was we got to make this happen right because <laughs> um, i hadn't seen you perform live before and, and and quite frank i had not heard your music before until right. then and i was like you sold me which i would like to think is a bit of a harder task to do it can't just happen overnight so it did in your case Thank you for taking the time to join us in the den. Thanks. On this episode of The Howl. Man, we are happy. Oh, hold on. What? I'm I'm not done yet. Kevin, what? I got got questions. You have more? Oh, what's up? Yeah, I'm over here in the corner, not on the not yeah, on the celebrity not... couch. And, oh, yeah. What's up? What's the question? And, and you forget about little Kevin over here. You're not little Kevin. I'm not little, but you forget about me. Okay, what do you got? So, uh, first off, when are you going to take on Aaron on the court? Because I hear that you're dodging Aaron, Man. and you're not going to lace up. <laughs> Is that... And I'll tell and I'll tell you, I as as somebody who has played with Aaron in leagues and with pickup ball, uh-huh. your defense better be on point. It's so funny that you said that. 
I was like probably the best defender on my team. Yeah, he oh, like I, see, I got to see this now. Like it was, it, we, we need to make an event out of this. We, uh, can, we can sell on. on I can uh, already tell you have a hard time scoring. Yeah, uh, but I can. Do like it. my my arms are really 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 long. Like defenders hate. Like I used to press up, uh, full court. I do a full court press, get the point guard, and stall them, and they would have to do picks the whole time so up what, and down. You like what six foot six one six one six, six two. One. I, th- I think Aaron would have a difficult time, but see, he can he can score on me with my hand like this far from his face. Really? And he he's done it numerous times. Rob's not here to to back it up, but <laughs> he has done it numerous times. But I still think he'd have a little bit more issue with you because you look like you're a little quicker than than my <laughs> slow. <laughs> hey man, you yeah, said it. I that's the truth, it. though. Hey man, you said that. I ain't said that. Yeah. Nah, it's I've played basketball in like two years actually. Perfect. Got to but run but but right where I'm right 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 chomping at the bit right now. Wait 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 wait. wait. Nah, that I, like I still shots, I still like, got, got it. Let's go. Uh-huh. I still I I think I think I'll be alright. I think I'll be alright. We played uh a little bit of basketball uh, during the prof uh prof day off tour. Was that in that was in uh, lacrosse or was that Madison? I was lacrosse. I was lacrosse. I, think I remember lacrosse. seeing those pictures. It was lacrosse. Yeah, we played against fans and stuff like that. And they got this work. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they told me I couldn't cross anybody, though. It was messed up. They're like, you got to be, you got to be, can't, can't go fully hard. I said, well, why not? They, on them. They're grown. <laughs> they're grown. You give waivers out. You know? Ankles. Your ankle broke. It's straight. Yeah, man. Put some ice on it. There you have it, Kevin. All right. We're going to find a date. We'll get it out there. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Hey, man, I'm, I'm honestly actually down. I just literally, t- to wrap this up and then I'm done, but I literally just bet uh, a, uh, a video director, same person who shot Control It. You should probably watch that video, by the way, today. Uh, who shot Control It. I told him uh, he was trash, and then he's told me, he said, he said, well, let's play. Let's play. He said, if you win, I'll get you get a free video. I said, I said, I said, I said, if I lose, time in place. That's what I said. <laughs> he yep. said, he said, he said, uh, I said, price went up twice. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. And I was just like, oh my god. Ooh, but thanks. it's cool though. He don't get this work though. Shout out to Anthony and shout out to you guys. Thank you guys very much. It means a lot. There we go. <laughs> yeah, don't man. don't wait over a year to come back and see us though. No, I won't. You're you're, you're welcome. You're welcome in our our. New Den 2.0. Den 2.0. Den 2.0. I know. This is great. This is great. Aaron's been trying to get me to come the the longest. I'm surprised. <laughs> Listen, I will say this. He's been at me more than anyone that that I know. He's like, yo, what's up? He's so No, 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 no. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Which is great. And I appreciate that. Thank you very much. He's been on me. So, trust me. He's been wanting to do this way sooner. I'm just like, hold on, man. I ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, Aaron's persistence is why we have the howl. I know. And but a year, a year before we actually started recording, he looked at me and was like, "I want to start this radio show. We're gonna do Timberwolves." And I was like, uh, "Okay, okay." And then he, he kept bugging me on it, and now we got the howl. Oh, and I now, was bugging him. Bro. Yeah, you were bugging me. Oh man, good, good person yeah. to have you on your team, bro. <laughs> All, All right, man. Dwayne, thanks again hey, so much Thank you. for coming in. I, I can't, I can't wait to see the matchup too. Like this is. This is this is what makes me excited to see Aaron. It's like Tayshawn Prince versus Chelsea Billups. <laughs> no, you're more JJ Barea. So no. let's, let's be honest. No, 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 no. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, coming up quarter two. It is our talker segment. Aaron and I have a lot to get into. Uh, 
everything from the draft lottery to the playoffs to what the heck is going on in the Timberwolves front office. Minnesota Lynx cutting players. We got a lot to talk about. Getting down to final roster cuts. That's coming up. You're going to have to stay tuned. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Quarter two of The Howl. How does winning over $1 million in prizes sound? Hi, Kevin Draves from The Howl, Timberwolves radio show here. And Rode Microphones wants to help you do just that. My Road Reel, the world's largest short film festival, just launched for 2018 with over $1 million in prizes available. Want to enter? Go to www.rode.com slash myroadreel and follow four easy steps. You download the starter pack, Create your short film, make a BTS, and submit. It's as simple as that. Contest closes July 31st. For more info and rules, visit road.com slash myroadreel. Road, studio quality, easy accessibility since 1967. Quarter two of The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. And this is our talker segment. Now, usually here we talk Timberwolves, we talk... General NBA, we talk links and, and WNBA, and uh, the Wolves are finding a way to stay relevant over the summer. Not necessarily in the best light, but they're staying relevant. The links are making some moves, and there's a little something going on right now, Aaron. I think you may have heard of it. It's called the NBA playoffs and the uh, the conference finals. Yes, it's that time in the NBA season. The Western Conference Finals are underway. Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Rockets. Many are calling this the NBA Finals. As far as I'm concerned, I'm I agree because you have the Celtics, you have the Cavaliers. Both teams, I would say, have flaws. When I look to the West, I see two teams extremely deep. They've really been there. I mean, we're talking the Rockets... Um, had deep runs uh, two seasons ago. This is prior to CP3. I am so excited to watch these games play out. We had a fantastic game tonight uh, in the background here of the den while we recorded. Um, the Golden State Warriors really kicked things off, or should I say elbowed things off here with Draymond Green uh, and James Harden early. Yeah, 60, 63, 68 seconds in. Uh, Draymond getting the first technical and then almost getting ejected uh, a couple minutes later. And and whether or not you were pulled down by P.J. Tucker on that play, you got to learn to keep your mouth shut, especially game one, because you you start getting ejected like this early and you're going to sit out games. I mean, the the league has no tolerance for that kind of thing. And uh, Draymond's history definitely does not help. And the Warriors... uh, Albeit you've got Clay, you've got Steph, you've got KD, but they, they need they need a Draymond Green in the trenches to uh, to help fight Clint Capella. Yeah, Clint Capella is going to be a factor, as you saw on the first Kevin Durant attempt of the game, just engulfs oh, his shot. City. That is how you make your mark in the playoffs. Looking towards the East. When it comes to the Celtics, it's the team that just keeps on teaming. They cannot be stopped in that regard, coached by what many think is the coach of the year, which I don't understand how he is not. Nonetheless, Brad Stevens has his players playing in prime form, led by Al Horford, Jason Tatum, and 
uh, Jalen Brown really bringing it up. And, and let's not forget Terry Rozier, who has came into his own, really watching a star born in front of our eyes here in the playoffs. And the Cavs, let's face it, they got punched in the mouth early. Never were able to get going and recover fully. The Celtics, kudos to them for never letting up on the gas and closing that game out. And what's, you know, let's face it, is a tough time and, and really a large task to close out LeBron James in the playoffs. You know, trying to keep the king out of his fourth consecutive NBA Finals. Here's the thing we're forgetting, too. The Celtics don't have Kyrie and they don't have Gordon Hayward. And they're in the the Eastern Conference Finals. And you get those two guys back, and, and I would say that that is a team that could take a team like the Warriors or the Rockets to six or seven games and even potentially win it. I mean, this Celtics team, we'll see in this, in this Cleveland series, I think almost right away if they've got the, the stamina to be able to compete um, – in a, in a in a rough five six seven game series, and if they can do that, then maybe they steal a couple from uh, uh, either the Warriors or the Rockets. Aaron, I'd love to get your predictions here. So, who wins out of the West? Who wins out of the East? And who wins it all? And uh, as a tiebreaker, how many games? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw it at you. A lot of questions there, really quick. So, Eastern Conference. I think the Cavaliers come out of it. Because I'm not going to bet against the King. I think LeBron James makes adjustments for Game 2. I think they tie the series up 1-1, go back to Cleveland. At a minimum, they're coming out of Cleveland tied. And I like LeBron James and the Cavaliers in a, let's call it a a three-game series at that point if it's 2-2. Okay. Um, I can easily see this going 7 Prediction-wise, I believe I spoke with Rob last week on this, was I thought the Cavs could close this out in six on their home court and that they'd likely need to. However, I do trust LeBron in the Game 7 if it goes back to Boston. Western Conference, boy, oh boy, you could flip a coin, really. Yep. It's going to be hard to pick against the defending champs simply because they are the champs. And until they're beaten it's tough to go against them. I think the Rockets have what it takes, although their game one performance is uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. James Harden will step up. He'll play better basketball. I think the supporting cast will follow suit. But I'm going to say the Warriors win this one in six games as well, four games to two. And you're going to see uh, another rematch, Cavs-Warriors. And... I don't see anything changing. I think the Warriors repeat because, simply put, the Cavaliers have flaws in their team. The Warriors are about as flawless as I've ever seen a basketball team outside of the, the 73 wins they produced the other season. Um, they're playing fantastic basketball, and I think they're coming into their own. They're truly going to be playing their best basketball come the NBA Finals as long as everybody stays healthy. And that's it. I think the Warriors take it. Um, I can't call it maybe five games. Okay. So I'm, I'm in partial agreement with you here. I do think the Warriors take it from the Rockets. Um, you know, especially we're, we're seeing some of the flaws in Houston in game one that an elite team like the Warriors and only an elite team like the Warriors can expose. 
Um, I mean, James Harden is, is, you know, at this point in the game, 36 points. And they're still down nine. And there's still plenty of time left in the way that Houston shoots. They can come back easily, but Golden State can match them shot for shot here too. But we're, we're kind of seeing weaknesses exposed. But I think uh, Golden State does take it. I think it's a six-game series. I think it's a seven-game series. It's going to be very close. Um, I do differ with you in the East. I think a 25-point punch in the mouth game one keeps the Celtics rolling. I think LeBron has the ability to put that team on his shoulder, but I don't think the supporting cast can back him up as much as he needs them to. I think that still goes to six or seven, but I see the Celtics winning in the East, and I see the Warriors repeating here as champions uh, in uh, in a six-game series. So I think we get some good basketball. I think we get some really good basketball down the stretch here, but I think I just... With Steph back, I think the Warriors are just too much. Good stuff, Kevin. Um, let's get into this. I know Rob Hess is not here with us this evening, but he had a very important tweet. This is actually a Twitter poll that he put out. Um, it's our Howl Hot Topic of the Week. Boom. Yes. Sizzle. <laughs> Insert sizzle sound there. Um Thanks again for listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is The Howl, and you're about to see what happens when we have a hot topic. Um, this is what, what we got teed up here. Rob has said this. If a team was willing to take on Gorgie Dang, if he came with Tyus Jones and a second-round pick, would you do it knowing Derrick Rose would be the backup point guard and probably get major minutes. We had a lot of votes on this. How many? Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah, this is uh, this is a, a an interesting take because you know uh, if you follow Darren Wolfson, if you follow a lot of those guys, uh, you know John Krasinski has said it. Um, they've said that that the Wolves are are making it pretty clear that they're looking to move Gorgie this off season, and that the contract is not desirable for a bench role center like Gorgie. How do you get rid of him? That's, that's the biggest question. I mean, you're paying a guy off your bench, 17, 18, 19 mil a season. So how do you do that? You package a bargain contract, more or less in Tyus Jones. You throw a second round pick in there and you know, you're going to get some money back, but hopefully not as much as what you are taking with Gorgie. So would you do it? knowing that Derrick Rose at this point would be your two guard. I think you, you if you do something like this, there's a part of you in the essence of um, walking away from a Gorgie contract, you would be relieved. There's a, another aspect that you'd feel apprehension in the fact you're dealing with a injury-prone backup point guard, and your other point guard is... You know Jeff T, who is, I would say, healthy for the most part. He he grew on me a lot too. Yep. So I'm I'm from here on out, I am okay with Jeff Teague starting, knowing the fact that we gave up Rubio. He's never coming back. Tyus is is great at what he does, but I just I I question him as a as a full time starter on this team. I I am on board with Jeff Teague. Okay. With all that said, Kevin. 
Derek Rose and Jeff Teague as healthy players is a phenomenal point guard duo. Yeah. That's very good. You're talking two all-star level point guards playing on your team. You can't ask for much more than that. The big question is the injuries. So with that said, this deal that Rob proposes in the Howl Hot Topic, I would say yes to with the caveat of I would have to have true confidence in my third point guard, which is Tyus Jones. That's my confidence guy. And if you're shipping him away, well, we have to fill that void. So I'm okay with doing this deal, Kevin, as long as we have a third point guard available who I know is healthy and that can fill fill in the time. Say a guy like, you know, like Jose Calderon. You know, that's the guy that I'm kind of thinking of along that lines, who is a solid veteran, been there, can play, is always going to be game ready. I don't I'm not I don't want Aaron Brooks. That's not what I'm thinking. I, I want somebody that a little bit more. Not much more, but a little bit more as my third point guard. And I would consider doing this deal. The issue is, and this will be the 1A topic on this Gorgie saga as the offseason unfolds, is who's taking this? In in the, the limited uh, possibilities, it, it, even then it doesn't look good. Yep. What, you, what scenario I think could be a, a possibility for the Timberwolves is if you find a team that is in a situation where they have to meet the NBA's salary cap floor, where they can look at it like, hey, by taking on this higher than normal contract, a contract we'd otherwise not take on, can put us to the salary cap floor and their benefit is one, they meet the floor requirement for the NBA Two, they take on Tyus Jones because they actually maybe want Tyus Jones or find value there. And the last aspect would be that second round pick. Maybe they feel they can roll that into a different package or actually utilize the pick itself. That's the only scenario I see this happening. And let's face it. That's a limited amount of scenarios available as a possibility for this trade. So I don't know, man. I think it's interesting. It's obviously gotten a lot of buzz. I mean, we over 500 votes, and uh, we're not even halfway through the 20, first 24 hours. You know, it's only yeah. been up for a handful of hours. So that's my take. Kevin, you got any thoughts on it you want to talk about? You know, the, the, the two biggest things here, you touched on the first one, is who's going to be able to take Gorgie and not give back a decent amount of, of money back to us you know, in, in salary caps. But the other thing, Aaron, and you touched on it a little bit is, you know, if you're going with Tegan Rose as your one, two, you need to have a solid third point guard. And looking at the list of guys who are going to be free agents, I see a couple names, but one thing that we're kind of starting to see here is, with all the front office stuff going on that we'll cover a little bit later on, is Minnesota a free agent destination? We we kind of thought it might have been when we got Teague and we got uh, Taj Gibson and Jamal Crawford, you know, wanted to come here and all this. But after that first year of of the revamp team, you start to question: Do player, you know, are players going to want to come here? especially somebody in a third point guard role. So some of the names that I'm looking at are guys like Ty Lawson, 
does he leave his situation in Washington? I don't know. Uh, I mean, guys like you said, Jose Calderon. You could probably get uh, Michael Carter-Williams for pretty cheap. Uh, I'd take Calderon in a heartbeat over any of those guys you just listed. Jameer Nelson, Mario Chalmers. Chalmers would be interesting. Fred Van Vliet, if you can snipe him away from Toronto. Well, if you could get Van Vliet, that'd be a huge deal. I have a feeling he's going to... One a little bit more. The the one the, the the two guys that I really like, they're both RFAs, but they can both be had for probably pretty cheap. Uh Yogi Farrell out of Dallas. Yeah. And David Stockton out of Utah. But we both know that Stockton's never gonna leave Utah. Oh, it's interesting stuff there, Kev. I like that. Um hit us up the Howell Radio at the Howell Radio on Twitter if you wanna check out this week's Howell Hot topic kevin yeah for, for, well for the record so 37 percent said works for me uh, i'm part of that 37 percent uh 10 said yuck 19 percent no trading tyus and 34 percent fire thibs that was it that's all they said huh yep that's all they wanted out of it well interesting thing you know you you mentioned firing um there has been some transactional changes in the Minnesota Timberwolves coaching staff. Uh, we had a few coaches let go, including the firing of Carl Anthony Towns shooting coach. Um, typically on the hall, we don't dive into many of these contentious situations. However, this is really a situation where everybody's talking about it. We need to address it. Um, if you want to engage us again in a, a conversation on social media, yep. please do so. We'd love to hear what you think. Really, I think from around town, the stories are varying, but the thing that has remained consistent is there is tension. And what we're talking about is outside of the moves, um, Tom Thibodeau apparently was in a uh, verbal argument with Scott Layden, and this may have included or may not have uh, the throwing of one computer monitor into a window or some type of glass glass divider something along those lines and now i mean here's the thing twitter obviously is uh is is up and down um you you get both sides of things you get the truth you get the the quote unquote fake news and then whatever's in the middle and and whatever's in the middle um you know there's there's tension there there's there's guys that have uh you know that that you and I trust Aaron that I've come out and said it hasn't happened um but i mean the, the biggest thing is that he got rid of you know Carl Anthony Towns shooting guy among a couple other positions um and i'm trying to trying to track down those exact names but well you do that Kevin and, and i'll sit over here and yammer for a little bit here on that sounds good on on the channel nothing but net since we have the time now since I have your attention, what we need to talk about is this. You had just brought up, is Minnesota a destination for incoming free agents? And I very strongly question that for this reason. Jamal Crawford has opted out of his player option for the team. He's gone, okay? Jamal Crawford was promised minutes on the team, and that, I think, weighed into part of the reason he left was he wasn't getting the minutes that he wanted or felt he deserved. Take it however you want. I I worry a guy like Jamal Crawford, who's so well-respected across the NBA, 
if you've somehow made a promise or said you were going to do this and you sort of half fulfilled it, that all Jamal Crawford has to say, you know, when he gets a message, hey, Jamal, what would you think of uh, Minnesota? Should I go there? They're they're vetting me out. You know, I'm, I'm trying to work a deal. You know, all he has to say is, no, nah, man, don't do it or whatever. And that deal is probably dead, especially if there's comparable offers. So I, I very much worry about that. Then you talk about, hey, this is uh, one of your top guys, a cornerstone player, and you're going to fire his shooting coach. Um, you know, I wish that came with some logic. I wish we had context to that situation because outside looking in, when you're taking that on surface value, well, that seems strange, right? That'd be like me telling you, you can't hang out with Rob anymore, Kevin. I'm firing Rob, and, you know, I know you guys get along and you work on the show together, but uh, we're going to put somebody else in his place, and really without consulting you. You know, that really wouldn't make you feel good. So it's not far-fetched for me to comprehend. That's a weird situation. Then you hear this, this argument, the throwing or not throwing of a thing, and then it's all starting to add up that, you know, it's not all... Uh, you know, ice cream and, uh, you know, Sundays over there. Right. Um, so the, the, uh, the official press release yeah. from the wolves, uh, they have, uh, announced the following individuals relieved of their duties, uh, player development coach, Vince Lagarza shooting yes. coach, Peter Patton and assistant video coordinator, Wes Bone. Um, some people were saying that Wes might move down to Iowa to work down with them. Uh, but Peter Patton and Vince Lagarza are no longer part of the, uh, of the team. Yeah. Those are wholesale changes. I would say across the board leading into, uh, what is really the most important off season in Timberwolves franchise history. We have, a monumental draft ahead of us we have to find somebody or make some type of draft day deal i think we have a free agency period where it's going to be critical to find a player to fill some voids some seriously strong void on three-point shooting uh, rebounding would be key and really defense because our defense is poor we need to improve in that area so those are three critical areas that the Timberwolves can improve on, and we have to see some changes in the offseason. I think we're rolling into this thing uh, down one cylinder, if uh, I can use a car analogy. Um, Let's hope they can get it to the shop and get it fixed before it's too late. Playoff surprises, Kevin. Yeah, and uh, one one quick thing on this offseason topic, and then we'll we'll move on. I don't remember where it was, but uh, Jace Frederick, uh, guest of the show, has uh, uh, tweeted about it. I think Doogie has as well, that uh, um, a lot of people are hearing DeMar DeRozan to Minnesota Steam uh, picking up here this offseason. Maybe it's like a draft day deal. So stay tuned on that end of things as well. Now, let's move on to... Uh, an event that happened, as you're hearing this on Tuesday, the NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, Aaron, this is this is the first year in, I think, a long time that the Wolves have not been in the lottery. 
and it's it's kind of nice, but why this year? Like this is one of the like better draft classes. So why this year are we not in the draft lottery? Well, we're getting good. I think this was the first time since two thousand and four that yeah, that's we, a crazy number. Yeah, so we, we should be good, but fourteen I mean, years we can't draft of lottery. So. All right, the draft lottery is a very interesting process, and for those that do not know, we can talk about it a little bit here on the Howl. The Phoenix Suns are sitting in that, you know, one spot. It's it's the twenty five percent. They're going to have the most bouncy balls. They have a, a sure shot at not falling anything further than third. So one through three for the Phoenix Suns is a possibility. Next up, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Dallas Mavericks. Those round out the top three. The Suns' percent chance of winning the lottery, 25%. The Memphis Grizzlies just shy of 20 The Dallas Mavericks, 138 As you can see, it drops off rather significantly. Um, number four, the Atlanta Hawks, only a 13.7% chance to take the number one spot and so on and so forth. You go down the list, you got the Magic fifth, Bulls sixth, Sacramento Kings seventh, the Cleveland Cavaliers via the Brooklyn Nets eighth lottery spot. They have a chance to get the number one pick gifted, albeit a 2.8% chance. Could you imagine DeAndre Ayton in a Cavs jersey? Oh. Holy! I don't even want. Moly. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> well, any of the top five guys? I mean, what if what if they get like the two or three and somehow nab uh, Luca or Mobamba? Or I mean, the list goes on. It's a, it's a deep draft class, and and the Cavs being a top ten pick potentially, that's scary. Um. Yeah, continuing down the list here, Kevin, after the Cavs at 8, you have the New York Knicks at 9, the Philadelphia 76ers at 10, Hornets at 11. Now, Clippers are owning the 12th and 13th lottery positions, the 12th via the Detroit Pistons. 14 is the Nuggets, and then she goes down the old standings list. Good old Timberwolves sitting at 20 with no lottery balls. In <laughs> A 0.000 chance. Which is about the same odds we had in every other year, except for the cat year. Okay, Kevin, what do you want to talk about in terms of lottery? Do you, do you want to have a front runner? Do you want to pick a team? Do you think the Suns are going to get Gosh. it? I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to think the Suns. Um, but in this, I'm going to say the Atlanta Hawks nab the number one overall pick. And then they surprise a lot of people, uh, and trade Dennis Schroeder along with another piece or two, leaving John Collins intact and, uh, move up into the top seven again. So two top seven picks to help the rebuild with John Collins. Whoa, that's a Bold prediction. Could you imagine being Adam Silver and somehow pulling out the Cavaliers ball oh and having gosh. to spill that news onto the NBA Twitter? Oh, the, the conspiracy theorists would go it nuts. Would just, that would probably shut down the lottery forever. Yep. It'd be done. It's just the world. Somehow the league meetings would happen, and they'd be like, all right, yep, we got to quit this. And, and 29 NBA owners would vote for it. And, and there's Dan Gilbert going, nope, I like where this is at. Keep it, keep it right here. <laughs> but, the, I mean, the, the, oh, man. I, 
as much as I would love to sit here and say it's never going to happen, I mean, I can't say never because there's a percentage chance that they can get the number one well, pick. It's it's happened to the Cavs before. It's happened to the Orlando Magic before. You know, things do happen. Um, we gotta we gotta move through, Aaron, because we're we're running out of time. Okay, keep um, it going. The Minnesota Lynx kicked off their preseason with two preseason victories, looking absolutely amazing. Uh, Carly Joe Wagner killing it. Two victories, Kevin. They lost the first game. Oh, did I look at my uh, my stat sheet wrong then? I you, you may have. You look again. You tell me what what happened in the first game, but I'm pretty sure that was a loss against the Mystics. They won ninety to eighty five. Oh. And then they beat this, and then they beat the sky by uh, uh, twenty nine points. Okay, um, pardon me. Oh, it was actually right for once. You Holy were right cow. for once. Um, Carly Joe Wagner killing it. Monica Wright killing it. Um, the team, the team looks good. The team looks like they're picking up right where they left off, and uh, they did make a roster move here uh, that we wanted to touch on. Uh, as of uh, Monday, May fourteenth, the Minnesota Lynx. Announced they have waived forward Camille Zimmerman, uh, who was signed as an unrestricted free agent uh, back April seventeenth. Yeah, in in the a prior waiver, I know it was a player that you very much like out of Gonzaga, Jill Barta. She has been waived by the team. Oh dang! Can't keep them all, Kevin. What? It's how it works. You can't keep them all. You can't, and you gotta. You know, sometimes uh, when you're the best team. You got to cut those those great player the the good but not greats. Yeah, call it how you call it how you want to call it. Yeah. Oh. So really, the big key for this is I mean they dominated the Chicago Sky eighty seven fifty eight. When you look at how the team played, you know having Maya Moore back, she looked great. Okay, she's in mid season form. When is she not right? Um, very excited for what she's going to bring to the table. Now, this is something that I am, am enjoying watching. Danielle Robinson really looks to be the, the, the real deal. Now, I know we're not talking a, a, a three-point shooting threat here, but I think in terms of uh, bringing depth to the point guard position behind Waylon, I think we have a great option. Tanisha Wright also... Um, I think I'm I'm really digging this new look bench, uh, the depth we've added, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you know. I know this is one of your favorite players, new to the team, uh, Carly Joe Wagner. You know, if she's sticking around for the regular season, I I think right now the way it stands, I think she has a fantastic chance at that. Yep. Given the fact that I think she's a very tough player, I think she can defend well, and I do like the fact that she can hit that outside shot. And let's not sleep on the fact that she can really, you know, she can get to the bucket and finish with contact. So somebody that can bring those items to the table on a team, and, you know, and if you're talking, you're maybe your ninth or tenth player deep, you know, that that sounds like a rosterable player to me. So I'm I'm thinking she's going to be around for the long haul for the season. Time will tell. The season is fast approaching. Um, Next Sunday is the regular season opener, and this is against their foe, their nemesis, the Los Angeles Sparks. Yeah, this is a, a great uh, opening tip here. Uh, this coming Sunday, the 20th, uh, a, a big, big, big season opener for the Lynx. 
it's not a game that you're going to want to miss and it's a home game. So go on down, see how we'll guest Cheryl Reeve, the not only head coach, but uh, uh, GM of the Minnesota Lynx. You can see Lindsay Whalen, Maya Moore, Simone Augustus, hopefully Carly Joe Wagner. I mean, this, this team is stacked Aaron. And, and, you know, like, like I said last week, they're looking for, the one final kind of notch in the belt, if you will. And that's the back-to-back championships. And it's something that they haven't done. And and this is a team, I think, that, you know, obviously if they stay healthy, I think has a really darn good chance at it. You know, I'm in a Facebook group, Kevin, uh, of Minnesota Lynx fans, and we're trying to do a big group, like, get everybody to the game we're legitimately trying to sell out target center so if you're listening to the hall right now on the nothing but net channel if you're local here to the twin cities and you want to go to the game on sunday go to the game on sunday go get a ticket grab a friend grab a family member grab the whole damn family get just get down there get down there it's gonna be awesome and these women, that organization, the Minnesota Lynx, they deserve us to be there because they're about to embark on a, an amazing journey, which is the WNBA regular season. Let's kick it off right, get down to Target Center Sunday before this game, and let's have some fun, man, and let's let's make the place rocking. There you have it. Let's leave it at that. Uh, coming up, we got to get into quarter three. It's our 2K all-day segment uh, and then we've got a little Howell Hardwood history and can Kevin Cousy. This is this has just been great so far. Let's let's keep it rolling, Aaron. Keep let's, it rolling. Let's get Rob Hessen here too. Uh, coming up, quarter three, two K all day again. Listen for that keyword. You're gonna need it later. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are the Howell. That does it for the first half show. Stay tuned for the second half coming later this week on iTunes, Stitcher or anywhere great podcasts are found. You can listen to us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel on Wednesdays from 2 to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central.